You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. It's not my fault if it's you registering more miles. I am not of what, happy with you right now. Well, look, it's, here's the way. It, here's the thing, though. Yeah, I don't think you're realizing this with okay, odometers. When you started to so, try to explain it as lady miles and man well, miles. No, no, there's more to that. If you just say lady miles and man miles, that's not actually explaining what I was saying. No, there's a difference between men's and women's bikes. And so because of that, the way that the uh, I'm actually torque, riding a man's bike right now. The way the torque works, it's a little oh, bit different. And so the miles my. calculate. All right, we are going to have much discussion about this Therefore, because I am mad at you. I've ridden longer. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extel. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And, of course, you can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and download all of our podcasts or subscribe to the live stream because we broadcast live five days a week right here out of Portland, we Oregon. We sure do. Along with many other fine programs right here on this network, including coming up later today will be uh, Drive Time at the Drive-In. Yes. Yes, indeed, where he'll be playing some, some tunes and then uh, I believe Accidental Housewives after that, but we will have to... I'll double-check on that. Yeah. I'll double-check. We shall see, but for sure, Drive for Time sure. at the Drive-In. Drive Time mm-hmm. at the Drive-In. Yes, indeed. So, tor- wait, first of all, all I right, want you well, to define what you think torque means. Okay, well, let's let's get back to the beginning <laughs> of this and, and, and bring up what we're talking about. So, uh, of course... Uh, you all know our fine sponsor, Bike Gallery. Bike Gallery. Bike Gallery is a wonderful supporter of Fun Employment Radio, and um, we did this thing last year, and we just started it again today, and it's called the Fun Employment Radio Bike Challenge. And what it is, is Sarah and I, so the Bike Gallery has uh, six different locations right here in Portland, uh, bikegallery.com. You can order anything on there. We'll talk about some of the amazing things they have. Um, use the offer code FUN14, and you can get a discount, um, and you can order it right there at bikegallery.com. Is, is this the music for it? Yeah, it is. We bikegallery.com. And um, put, put in that code, and you can have it either shipped to you, or you can pick it up at one of the stores. Either way. But with this bike challenge... The way it works is Sarah and I will each be riding our bikes to see who can ride the most miles. So we got yes. hooked up with the odometers. We, get, we have our odometers from last year, which uh, was fun to see because Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, when he was picking out the odometers, he's like, oh, I, these are the ones from last year. And he's like, how can we tell them apart? Kelly of, of the bike gallery. Of course. Yes. And how can we tell them apart? Because I had more miles on my odometer because I won last year's bike gallery bike challenge uh-huh. with a whopping like... Like two hundred and something miles. Yeah, but I think. that didn't that doesn't count because that was after the fact and then there was different there were stipulations. After last the year. fact stipulate these words don't even make any sense. Yes, technically you had more miles than your own. Yes, and technically that makes me the winner. But and it, I won. Uh, statistically speaking, I think it's a little bit easy a little harder to determine who won, but No, it's not. It's actually just a numbers thing and I ran, I did ride farther than you. Well, okay. Well, well, I'll let you have that one for last year, just because that makes you feel better. So, so yes, Sarah rode more miles than me last year, and kind of. But oh uh, my god, <laughs> I can't, I can't break myself to say that. Well, uh, it's true. But uh, this year, we are, of course, starting off. And uh, Sarah and I each went over to the bike gallery today. Mm-hmm. And um, we have loaner bikes from them that yes, we, we are do. using right now. And these are bikes that are actually on sale. Uh, for, for anybody who wants to follow along, I'm riding the Electraverse Disc. Yeah, your bike Ele- is really pretty. Dude, it's awesome. I know. So is it's mine, though. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an Electra bike, uh, Verse Disc. And we'll post a link to these uh, on the uh, website at funemploymentradio.com under this episode. And then Sarah is riding the Trek Steel District. Yeah, it's a bike made out of steel. 
and it rides steel instead of aluminum. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so I I look awesome as I'm riding it around, and it has this awesome like basket thing on the front and a place where you could stick your lock. Mm-hmm. I liked it. All right, and so. That being said, Greg and I went to uh, the bike gallery location this morning. We went to the one in the Hollywood district. Uh-huh. And we picked up uh, our bikes, and we picked up our odometers, and, and we, we actually rode. We, we rode technically the same. We rode exactly the same. So get this. So we rode from there. Um, so like basically, my apartment building is between like bike gallery and our studio. So I was like, hey, I need to stop by the house, and I need to stop by my house and grab my computer and stuff real quick. Let's ride over there, and then we could ride down to the studio together. So as we're riding over there, Greg starts saying like, "Oh wow, look at this!" Like we we had just been riding for about three minutes, and Greg's like, "Wow, look!" It already says that I've I've gone like two miles so far, and I looked down at mine, and it was point five miles. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, no, that's what my odometer said. I mean, obviously the odometer knows. But I don't how know if you're messing with me or not. Are you messing with me? What do you mean? No, that's what it says. Well, it says a lot more now. So, um, so here's the thing: we're riding along, you know, and I was just letting Sarah know that I was. I had ridden further than she had. Even you know, though we've ridden the, the exact same amount, Greg kept asking me, like, how far have you ridden? I'm like, okay, well, mine says 2.2 miles. And Greg's like, oh, that's funny. Mine says 4.5. Yeah. Well, I mean, it ended up... And we've ridden well, the Sarah, exact same amount. If here. that is... Let's see. How many miles have you ridden today? Do you have your... Uh, your no, I left it. I locked it up downstairs. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I put it here. I have 3.1. 3.1. All right. Well, that's not bad. I will say this. It's not bad. And you know what's the exact same distance that you went? I have ridden 5.2 miles today. No, you odometer. have not. That is bullshit. Well, we're only going on the odometer. This is only... No. Has, but here's the thing, though. I think you're not realizing is that, yes, you know, we, we both Show it to kind me. of rode like along the same paths, but... We rode exactly the same path. But it's registers different based on what kind of bike you have it does based not. on the weight. Because, yeah, you know, because... You were actually coasting a lot of the distance, which that's not going to register that. It so. does register because it registers it by how fast the tires are going. The wheels are rolling, running, Well, yeah, but, if I, but I was pedaling more and pedaling faster, so therefore it registered more, and that way it shows that I, I went a lot further. People are asking, how long were you inside and how many times could Greg have circled the block in that time? Nope, he hasn't been out of my... Oh, I did have to run inside. But no, but he had started saying that this the increase had happened before we even got to my apartment. Yeah, it's because my wheels spun a lot faster. Your than wheels did not spin faster. Because I can pedal ex- faster than you, so that way it, it counts as more miles. No, you... It calculates that dis- difference in that... See, uh, and this is the thing with Greg. I can't tell if he's just lying to just mess with me or if it's actually true. Because if that's true, I'm writing to Kelly... Are you, you going to rat me out? I will totally rat you what out. You, you're going to tattle on me? Yes, I'm going to tattle on you. Yes, I, this is tattle worthy. I obviously rode a lot define faster your, than define you. Define your because, riding torque to me, what you were talking about earlier. Well, no. Because you said it's because of the torque. Well, the torque of the wheel obviously affects the way the Also, may I, may I please add in that Greg was trying to describe it to me as we were riding down um, this morning how uh, woman miles are different than man miles. Well, I, no, I didn't say women miles and man miles. I was describing the different types of bikes, and so that way it's 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 calibrated for a male odometer versus a female odometer, and it's just the bike. They you aren't know, male and female. If I were riding a women's bike, I am riding the man's too. bike right now. Well, yes, but I mean, also it's calibrated. It isn't cal- because what calibrated? We're exactly the same height. I mean, obviously, if I'm not, I might be slightly taller than you, but I mean. You are not taller than me. Well, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I mean, based on what the odometer says, you know, and I trust the machine, Sarah, a lot more than I would trust what you're saying. I've I've ridden 5.8 miles. I am just going to sit in my apartment day and night spinning that front wheel. Well, you're going to have to in order to catch up with me because... Greg, all right, right now... Right now, I guess I'm winning today. 
today I would say show that it to I me. am the I am the winner. Uh, you know, it's on here. It's right here. Greg, show it to me. Well, it's on. It's oh, that sounds wrong. <laughs> see, five point three five. I can't right? see it over five, there. You're holding it up in front eight. of the window. It's five point five point eight. Give it to me. Yeah, you can see it right there. Five point eight. Your don't fingers want you covering it. it, Greg. Oh, you're just ma- you better be messing with me. I'm writing Kelly. Are you right? This is your threat to me. Yes. I'm not going to let you cheat. I'm going to beat you again fair and square. It's Operation Hot Summer. I'm going to be riding my bike everywhere. Give it to me, Greg. What? What, what do you want? Let yeah. me see it. No, because you're going to mess with my odometer. I don't know how to mess with it. Let me just see it. There you go. You can take a look at it. It's all there. All the numbers are right. What? It says 4.3. Yeah. You didn't ride 4.3 miles. I did ride 4.3 miles. All right. I'm going to stop this right now. Here's what's been going on. Since we left the bike gallery today, I've been messing with Sarah and telling her that my odometer was showing far more miles than she had actually ridden. I rode the exact same distance that you did. There is no such thing as male or female odometer. No, I know that. Wait. Did Kelly do this? <laughs> Kelly didn't do anything. That is how much you rode as well. You rode the exact same distance I did. You rode 4.3 miles today. I'm so confused. Yes. Sarah, I've been messing with you all day. The odometer's okay. Don't write Kelly complaining that they're wrong. <laughs> uh, the, the is, it is good. It is correct. This is how much you rode. Um. So I'm 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 sorry. I know you're a little bit worked up about this. I am going to ride a, a few loops around the waterfront after we're done with the show today. <laughs> you dick. So, I'm so glad I didn't write to Kelly. <laughs> I know that's the thing that I've been worried about because you've been threatening to write to Kelly all day. Like, well, Kelly needs to know about this. Kelly needs to know about this. I know. And what what exactly were you going to write? Tell me how what kind of email it was. I was like, Greg is a cheater. <laughs> and for some reason, because I remember Kelly telling us one time that if you get more than like multiple magnets. Yes, I suppose. If you had two magnets on the same bike. Yeah. Yeah, because this is how the odometer works. It, it attaches down there. It just reads the magnet on the spoke. So you put a little magnet on the spoke. It reads that for every, every revolution. You know, it counts as mm. one. Um, but... Yeah, I suppose if you put two magnets on there, it would count as twice the distance. Yeah, nobody get that idea <laughs> and take pictures of it. Um, but no, I'm sorry. Dear You're no. a jerk. Yes. But it was great to see you worked up. I was just didn't want you to have to write into him. Uh, so, there it is. The bike challenge has begun. It has begun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And now it's, off to, now it's off to a start because I am now pissed at you. <laughs> so, I am mo- more motivated than ever to beat you this year. I was going to see how long I could keep it going until you started threatening to write in. <laughs> I said I'm doing like 20 miles a day. No, no, you're not going to be able to do that. I'm going to win this challenge. Okay, good luck. So when are we going to do the end date? I think we should do it in portions like we did. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll determine that and make sure that everybody knows. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, it has begun today. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, on to other things here that we're Mm going to be talking about today. Um, I'm feeling a little rickety. Are you? Yes. Uh, I feel... This is one of those weekends where I just feel old. You know, like when you're around a bunch of youthful people? Yes. They feel a little aged? Yes. Yeah, so I uh, at the bar I was working at. So I, I work. I've talked about. Um, I work at this bar, 
from time to time here in Southeast Portland. Yes. And so I was working all weekend long. And one of the nights that we had uh, this weekend, because we have like events and stuff, like the, we had the speed dating thing that you were on before. And, you know, we have like yes, trivia that's right. that's, and that yes. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have uh, all different kinds of events. And so this weekend, there was an event and I was super excited about it called, uh, it was just like a 90s night. A 90s night, mm-hmm. which implies which implies exactly what? Which implies that uh, there's a DJ there, and he was playing like all uh, all like the best hits of the 90s, like a oh, lot of uh, TLC and... Um, Third Eye Blind. A lot of Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Did you like put in requests? Nirvana. That's kind you of could, your era. Yeah, that's, it that, is. That was where you... It was my golden were, age. Yeah, your golden age only... I mean, I would say the 90s was mine as well, except for the fact that... Two different sides to that 90s. What was your scene. 90s? Well, my 90s would be more the metal and like the harder music and, and those kinds of things, like as far as the music wise. Yeah. Yours was the uh, fluffy third eye blind um, uh, Matchbox 20 style. No, semi-sonic. if I was being honest. No, if I was being honest, my 90s oh, were oh, like your my punk. Ska, oh, you're, okay, Blink 182. I'm sorry. Well, I did love Blink 182. Yes, the hard, the hard. No, I was going, Blink I was doing my yearly pilgrimage of going to Warp Tour every year. I loved my <laughs> punk music, but also there was. There, there were some hits of the 90s that I was kind of a fan of. Yeah. So I was very excited about this 90s night, uh, you know, putting together my outfit and such. Like, I spent... Because, you know, uh, we've talked about this before, both Greg and I love putting on costumes. And so I'm like, oh, That's I can true. basically wear, like, a costume tonight. Yeah. So I was, like, going through all of my stuff, like, honestly, for, like, three hours, maybe, just going through all my stuff, trying to put together, like, the best outfit. Dug up my uh, Doc Martens. Found an old flowered skirt that I had, so I had like my I wore my labyrinth T-shirt with my jean vest and uh, flowered skirt and my Doc Martens and a beanie. Is that nineties? Yeah, that's what I wore. Flowered skirt. Mm-hmm. Lots of flowers. Okay, I didn't. I do. I don't remember. You'll notice it now if you look back at anything like any like eighties or nineties movie or anything. All the girls are always wearing like flowered dresses. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All it's, right. Yeah. Okay. So you wore. So this this was your outfit that you wore into the bar. Yes. And I was right. very excited about it. But the other girl that I work with, she's the sweetest thing. Uh, she's another bartender there. So was Labyrinth in the nineties? I thought Labyrinth no, it was, was in the eighties. Yeah. But I was still. But it was like a novelty still. In the, I still loved it in the nineties. So I was going to wear that. So this was your nineties, mm-hmm. not like nineties in general. This is exactly how you were in the nineties. Yes. That was your interpretation. Yes. Okay. And so this, this makes a little more sense now because I'm like, all right, I guess that's kind of 90s. No, people wore flat. Okay. 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 Well, this other girl that I work with, um, her name's Des. She is very. She is a lot more youthful than I am. She's about uh, about I think 11 years younger than me. So this young girl's. Uh, so she's like 20. She's like 20. No, she's like 20. Shut up. <laughs> she's like 22, 23. Okay. And uh, so I was working on Friday night. Oh, no. Yeah. She's 22 or 23, so... She was born in, like, 1991. That's... Wow. Yeah. That's how young they are. Okay. No, so I was talking to her on on Friday, and she's just... uh, So we were talking about, because we were both going to be working on Saturday, about the 90s night. So I was asking, and and she actually came up to me, and she's like, so what's... What's the nineties? Oh no! Like, what did people wear oh, in the nineties? No. Excuse like, me, old oh, lady. Tell god. me what it was like when you were a kid. I know. I was like, oh god. She's like, the nineties. That was like, uh, like flannel shirts and stuff, right? I'm like, oh yeah. man, yeah. That was. Uh, she was just getting. She was kind of getting confused, like the eighties and the nineties, and I was just feeling so oh, old. That is so. That's not a question I want to have to answer for somebody. No. Because she's like, like, I don't understand what... Excuse me, old person. Mm-hmm. What is what is this? Mm-hmm. What, what's Nirvana? What's oh, yeah. that mean? Does she even know what Nirvana is? She found a Nirvana shirt that she was wearing. Oh, I, she knows who Nirvana is, but I mean... She does? I, I don't know. I'm Honestly, I have no idea if people know who... I think they know 
Like if people under the age of like 22, do they know who Nirvana is? I'm pretty sure or they they've do. they've heard the name, but do they even know what it is? I would think so. Okay. Yeah, they still play it a lot. I mean, it's on... Where? On the radio. On the old people really stations that you listen to? <laughs> yeah, of course they do. Yeah, no, they play that all the time on the radio. No, these kids That's today. because you're listening to old people radio. You listen to old people music. I do love my Jim Croce station. Yes, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just... <laughs> so again, you hear it all the time. I don't know if they do. <laughs> Yeah, so that was Friday when she was asking me, and so shut up. And of course, you know, she totally nailed it with like the little thing. But she was wearing like the flannel shirt, and mm-hmm. she's like, "I think this is what it was like." And I'm like, "Oh God, that is exactly what it looked like with like a Nirvana T-shirt." See, and this is probably what people thought. You know, the, uh, people our age now, back in the '90s when we were dressing like the '70s, because that was kind of the cool thing. To yeah, do. everybody would but would have '70s parties. Dude, it is and- so weird. Like when I went to the mall this weekend because I, I decided to go there and like wander around. Every store that I went into was all shit from, that I used to wear when I was, uh, you know, like a teenager, basically. And all of it's there. It is so creepy. Everything's there. Like they have the t- like t-shirts with every like cartoon or movie that ever came out when we were kids. Really? On them, selling for like forty bucks for a t-shirt. Like all of the dresses that I had. Like everything is there. Doc Martens everywhere. It's unnerving. Oh wow! It's uh, like there were. Um, I went into, of course, Forever Twenty One, your favorite store, and uh, they had like this crop top MTV like faded T shirt that they were selling for like twenty bucks. Really? It had an MTV logo on it. I'm like, oh dear God! It was just, it was, it was creepy. Is MTV still around for anything other than? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, but I mean, was, I know that I know that was like Jersey Shore and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I haven't, I haven't heard anything of. MD yep, Tony's saying it's the twenty-year cycle. It totally is. Yeah, this is this is my year. So, well, it's, it's, it's all of, of our years. Yeah. yeah. No, it was just it was weird walking in the store and like, oh, all these like just such young people working at the mall. Cause I haven't been to the mall in a really long time, mm-hmm. and they're all wearing like I see this girl wearing like an ironic like Smurfs T-shirt and wearing like a Green Day hat. I'm like, oh, no. oh my god, and wearing like the little like. Lensless glasses, and they looked at it. She's like, "All right, all of our stuff is fifty percent off today." I'm like, "Do you know do what this. any of that stuff is?" That you're you're just like wearing those things, and you don't even know what it means. It was well, it was very unnerving. See, welcome to feeling old. Yeah, that is that is absolutely <laughs> part of it. I don't know. I mean, Soup in the chances. Pepperidge Farm remembers the nineties. Although, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like I ever really had you know. I don't think that my style changed a whole lot from from the nineties necessarily. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure you wear the exact same shirts. I don't wear the exact same shirts. Well, I you wear was the a same little bit pants. Different. No, actually, I didn't. I there was a period in the nineties where I wouldn't wear blue jeans. I didn't for like five years. I, I did not wow. even own Way a pair to stand of jeans. for something. No, it was just because I. It wasn't for standing for something. I don't know why. I just didn't like jeans. I I like things to fit baggier. So I had. Uh, I wore a lot of... Uh, Did you have Jinkos? Doc Martens. Um, Jinkos? I don't know what that is. They were the big jeans. Oh, no, I didn't have that. <laughs> I'm not like clown size. With like the huge pockets I had, going down the back. I wore cords, though. I had cords that I wore. Of course you wore cords. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I wore those kinds of things. Mm. And a lot of Doc Martin type pants. Like Doc, Doc, wait, Doc Martin, Martin type? Not Doc Martin, excuse me. Dockers? Dockers. But... Not even Dockers. What am I? What am I trying to say? I don't know. So you had cords. Yeah, I had cords for part of. Oh, it. were you talking about? Um, I'm blanking too. They make the sh- jackets yes. and everything too. Yes. Dickies. Dickies. <laughs> Thank you. Dickies. I wore a lot of Dickies. Now, did people wear Jinkos at your 
at your school? I don't even know what that. I didn't even know what that was until they, you just said it. Oh God, like, no! They were. I mean, like I'm getting the idea. Pants. They were like the legs were about this wide, and they stayed wide all the way to the bottom, and the pockets went about halfway, like down to the back of the knee. I seem to recall like some of the hippies wearing that kind of stuff. No, this was like the uh, like kids trying to be like gangsters <laughs> no. at our school. No, no, I don't remember. And they would wear them like kind of under their butt, like they would be belted under the butt. I mean, and the, like the super huge long T-shirt that would go down to about their knees. I so, like, remember you couldn't that stuff. See their butt, yeah. But the but uh, yeah, but they would like walk with it belted underneath. That must be uncomfortable for a dude having it belted underneath your like butt and everything well, you can't else keep going it up. on. I wouldn't think you'd be able to keep it up. I nope. mean, the pants. Like, I mean, they were always like pulling them yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. That just seems like a very big pain in the ass. Yeah. No, I did not wear anything like that. Okay. I didn't. I didn't have things sagging below my ass. <laughs> I mean, I was able to walk without. Did my you have hands. cross colors? Uh, I mean, I might have. I might have had a cross-color shirt. It's I, possible. Yeah, I, I never I did. I don't think so, but I, I wanted it's possible. The cool kids did. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly for that part. All right. But I mean, you know, my it was uh, it was a good time. I, no. I like the '90s. I go yeah. back to the '90s. Well, see, now you're in fashion. You just yeah. have to wait every 20 years, Greg, and you'll exactly. be fashionable for I know. a little bit. That's exactly what works for me. <laughs> no, it's funny. For uh, so this last weekend was Halloween. Or, I mean, not Halloween. Was Easter. And I ended up going down uh, to my parents' house. And I found this picture and I posted it. And I th- I realized it's one of those moments where you take a look at like a picture of yourself as a kid. And I don't know if you've ever had this happen where you just like you figure something out about yourself. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, this kind of explains everything. And this is what happened to me this weekend. So I've got this picture and we'll post this up on the – I'm fine with posting it on the Fun Employment Radio um, uh, website because it's it's fine. It's a picture of myself and my brother on Halloween when I was probably about eight years old, <laughs> and I just looking at this picture. I'm like, okay, now I know. Now I, I explains a little bit more about me why I'm like this, why I'm such, why I'm weird. So you can, and it's it, it's a picture of the two of us. So my brother went as a pirate for Halloween. And I remember this costume that I went as specifically because I created it myself, and it was what I called a weirdo. I went as a weirdo for Halloween. <laughs> now, for Halloween, we, you know, since we lived out in the country, all, it basically involved sitting in the back of my parents' car while they drove us around to the neighbors' houses, you know, for miles around, and we'd stop <laughs> off. And so I dressed up. I put on this jacket, some weird red, like floppy hat. Some Groucho Marks like glasses with the nose and the mustache, and then carried around a tennis racket. <laughs> and I was a weirdo. That was what I was. And I was really proud of my costume. You and really I'm, just went as a weirdo. I went as a weirdo. Yeah, Why did that you was, have the tennis racket again? I don't know because only a weirdo, because that's something a weirdo would do. <laughs> I don't know. I can't explain it. I just thought that was, I was like, oh yeah, a weirdo would carry around a tennis racket for no reason. So that was my, that was my reasoning. Wow, Greg. I, I don't know. Yeah, why is everybody calling this hipster? 
I, I wouldn't. I would see nothing hipster about an eight-year-old in rural <laughs> Oregon put, walking around with a tennis racket. I don't believe. I'm not claiming to be I just cool. Want a picture. I just want to picture you going up to Doris and being like, "What are you, little boy? I'm a weirdo." <laughs> I remember doing it because we went to different places, and I was like, "Oh man, nobody, everybody keeps commenting on just pirate costume. They know who he is, and then they just look at me." <laughs> 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 Look at the special little boy with the Groucho yeah. Marx mask and the tennis Red racket. Red floppy hat and a tennis racket. Oh. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> oh, <sighs> this does explain a lot. <laughs> well, I looking at that, it did kind of make me realize a few things about myself. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yep, I've... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All those years of trying to fit in and be normal, that was kind of pointless from the no, beginning. No, <laughs> it was. You were destined to be a weirdo for yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So there it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, well, on top of the um, feeling like an old person with the 90s questions, then did you... So we, uh, a group of us went out last night to watch uh, the Blazer game, because last night was the first Blazers uh, playoff game. Yes, and they're well, that's playing. all going to be a ball talk. Too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But I'm just saying that I'm, I'm painting the picture. Yes. So we were there, and uh, this bar that we went to is right next to a theater or like a like a club kind of place that has bands playing there. Mm-hmm. And as time went on, as we were watching the game, we noticed that this line for whatever show was happening next door was getting like longer and longer, and it was just chock full of teenagers. And I have not seen that many teenagers in one spot. It, it was a little unnerving. I have not seen that, and I don't even know how long. I don't think I've been around that many young people mm-hmm. in I probably since I was in school myself yeah and that the kids today there were there was a lot of uh, tie-dye yeah Did there was well there was some tie-dye um, I think that had to do with the show they were going to which we did determine what the show was we yep. had to we had to ask so we, we found out the show was for a band called the underachievers it's a it's a group. Uh, Sarah looked it up. What is it? They're from New York. They're, oh, there I I was able to look it up so I could tell everybody because every single person who was in the bar was going, "What the hell are all those kids doing out here?" <laughs> uh, the Underachievers are a hip hop duo from Flatbush, New York, who uh, became friends after bonding over their mutual love of marijuana, and they would later go on to do psychedelic drugs together, and uh, they also hang out with the Flatbush Zombies, who are also another. Hip hop duo out okay. of Flatbush. Oh, okay. All right. Big hotbed of hip hop. Real hotbed of hip hop, that okay. Flatbush. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yes, the underachievers. So, that's who they were there to see. But it's also uh, very marijuana, as you said. Mm. Uh, you know, ma- marijuana. They bonded influence. over their mutual love of marijuana. Yes. And they, uh, I read, I just kind of fell into like the spiral of reading everything about the underachievers. Well, I'll give them credit. They sold out about 200 and some people, you know, oh, 200 yeah. and some person. Those waiting. kids were waiting for hours. For hours to go for to For hours. Thing. Just little, like, little uh, Michael Bryans out there, little shit apples. Yes, a lot of shit Lining the streets. But that was kind of the greatest thing. So we're sitting in this bar and it's all windows facing the line. So we're watching the game, but we can always turn over and look out, out the windows. And it's this ever-changing flow over the course of like Three hours, no kidding, three hours of kids as it's, the line slowly moved and they're going past us. And you could just like pick out different ones, be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one's not going anywhere. That one's not going to be anywhere. <laughs> oh, wow, that one, uh, that one's not wearing very much. She's not wearing, wearing very many clothes. Oh, yeah, She's there was some speculation uh, if girls were uh, actually wearing shirts. There was a girl just kind of standing out there in her bra. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much for pretty the most much. part. 
Yeah, and so it was. Uh, it was kind of fascinating just seeing how it is, uh, how how kids act. Kids now- today, nowadays. But then you could see the dudes who were there. That clearly, the only way they were allowed to go was if their mom came with them. And I just felt the worst for those guys because <laughs> that there's that one there guy were standing some there. Moms in line, they're trying the to kid, be cool moms. The too. kid that it was, was awesome. uh, clearly trying to rebel, he had like a septum piercing, and he's on his phone. But then he's standing right next to his mom in like mom jeans, he's got gray hair, or is either his mom or his grandma, and. <laughs> Pulled up, standing next to him, talking to him all the time, and he's just trying to look the other way. It's like, dude, you are not going to look cool. You're no, standing in you're standing line next to your mom with your mom. She's going to the concert with you. Everybody sees it. We're out, and we're all in there in the bar, just like watching them. Oh god, it was it was pretty amazing. It was um, it, it was like a reverse fishbowl because we're sitting inside, you know, and you could see out the windows and just all these the youth of today. Like there was so I was looking at all of their fashion, so they were all dressed like. Um, kind of how kids are the, where I went to school did in high school, but a lot of uh, a lot of tie dye. Yeah, is what we noticed. I think that has to do more with the uh, marijuana, the marijuana cigarettes. Yeah, the marijuana cigarettes. That yes. was, uh, there were many the marijuana cigarettes being smoked too. There were. There were. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Like the just even from outside, it started drifting inside and kind of smoking. Yeah, it was stinky. Yes. Well, I think that goes along with the band. Yes. But it did make me feel old again too. Yes. Yeah, that was part of it. So we're both old. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's the subject of what we come up with. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's okay. do a little bit of ball talk. All right. Let's, yeah. Let's change it up. You want to mix it up a little? Mix it up a bit. All right. In theory. In theory. Here we go. We'll do that. All right. Possibly. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. Well, we did bring up here that we were watching the NBA playoffs yesterday. And I have to say the NBA playoffs started over this weekend, started on Saturday and uh, continued through to Sunday. The NBA playoffs so far have actually been really good. Mm -hmm. It's been some pretty exciting basketball because there's been a lot of upsets. The... uh, the way the structure works is, you know, whoever the higher seed is, they get home court advantage. Mm. So they start off with two games at their arena. You know, so there's four four teams in each conference that have the home court advantage. But over the course of this weekend, I believe it is five of them lost on their home court. Wow. That doesn't happen. Uh, there, you'll usually get one or two upsets mm-hmm. uh, by an away team on a home court. It doesn't happen very often, though, that you have this many. So five, five out of the eight? Five out of the... Five out of the eight home teams uh-huh. lost. Wow. Lost on their home court. In the NBA playoffs, that doesn't happen very often. Um, but it was pretty exciting. Yeah. So the Indiana Pacers, one of the teams that lost, they were the number one seed in the East, lost to the number eight seed, Atlanta Hawks. At wow. Home. At home. And didn't just lose. They got beat. Um, but another team in the uh, Western Conference Went ahead and knocked off the Houston Rockets at home, and that was the Portland Trailblazers. Which I will say, you know, I'm, obviously I'm biased by it because I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan, but of the games that I saw over the over the weekend, this was the most exciting game. That was very exciting. You know, regardless of what the outcome would have been, it was just a really good game, uh, a really good game of basketball. Not much defense, Mm-mm. but the but but otherwise. It was an awesome back and forth. Players getting chippy with each other, almost fights, technicals, you know, a lot of all kinds of stuff going into overtime. It was a very, very good game, and uh, good for the Portland Trailblazers. They pulled it out. They won in Houston, which means they took home court advantage for themselves. So they won a game in Houston, 
Now they have home court advantage. The Trailblazers do. Oh, wait. So that so means that they come back to Portland? No. Here's how it works. So it starts off two games at the higher seed. So we'll use uh, Houston and Portland for an example. Okay. So this is for the playoffs, and this applies to everybody who's, you know, maybe you're hearing people talking about home court and, and on the NBA playoffs and you want to understand. So Houston was ranked number four. Portland was ranked number five. Okay. So there's eight teams, and it's based on their record. You know, and so Houston, because they have a higher seed, they have home court advantage, which means the way the series works is two games in Houston, two games in Portland, and then it goes Houston, Portland, Houston. Okay. So each team, theoretically, since Houston has a higher seed, if it went to seven games, because you play for best of seven, Houston would have four home games. Blazers would only have three. Okay. So Blazers, in order to win the series, would have to win one in Houston, which they just did. Now, they have home court advantage because they have the win and they have three home games left. Does this make sense at all? Yes, because the home court advantage is given to the team that has four out of the mm -hmm. seven wins. So, Portland doesn't have to win another game in Houston in order to win the series. (gasps) Oh, that makes sense. Now I get it. They could just, if they just win all their home games, they, they, they win the series. That totally makes sense. So now they have home court advantage because they won the one game. They stole it away from them. Okay. They stole home court from them. So that's the way when people say that they steal home court from the opposing team. Mm -hmm. That's what the Blazers did. They stole the home court advantage. Now Houston has to win one in Portland in order to move on. That totally makes sense. I get that. Yeah, it was a good thing. It was a good thing if you're a Portland Trailblazers fan. A good thing for them. Um, you know, so the underdogs stole home court advantage from these higher seeds all over the NBA playoffs. Wow. I may have made that too complicated. I hope I didn't. I hope that makes sense. Um, if it doesn't, well, no, that makes it. Makes if you can make it make sense to me, I'm sure that'll make sense to other okay, people. Okay, well, yeah, and I hope that'll apply for anybody, even if you don't follow the NBA or you hear people in your office. That's part of what ball talk is. This way, you can kind of understand what it is. And if you don't follow the NBA, man, you're missing out because that was a fun game to watch. It's fun. It's it is fun. so fun. Like particularly since it's like it was so darn close the entire time, and then yeah. going into overtime, that was amazing. Yeah, uh, Katie from Texas, coincidentally where Houston is, um, says I heard there was an issue with the refs in the game last night. There was an issue for both sides multiple times. Those, the those was, refs had their heads in their ass. The refing was pretty bad, um, but usually the team that blames the refs for losing the game should have lost the game, mm. and Houston lost. Yeah. Yeah. So you you always try to come up with excuses and say that it was the refs or anything like that. Yeah, the refs were particularly bad. The, the refs last were night. bad, but it was it was universally bad. Mm-hmm. It was Universal. all around. Like Houston got bad calls, Portland got bad calls. Yeah, yeah. Now there was an error in the Clippers game where the actually the NBA came out and apologized and said that they made an error uh, regarding a foul call. Okay, in the Clippers Golden State game. But there we go. NBA playoffs, awesome. I'll have one little thing, more thing with that when we come back to it. But uh, let's continue on. Sarah, do you know who Oscar Pistorius is? That's the guy with no legs who murdered his girlfriend, right? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Murdered his girlfriend. Um, so he is the guy that's known as Blade Runner mm-hmm. because uh, he competed in the Olympics. He does have no legs below, I think, below the knees. But he has these kind of crazy... Um, he has the running blades, Yeah, right? they're like running blades. Yeah, they do. They look like big L-shaped blades mm. that he runs on. And, you know, he's very fast. He's a world-famous athlete because of this. Um, he was a really big deal in the Olympics uh, a few years ago. I remember this because it was a you know big emotional thing that he was competing. And he was faster than a lot of people. All these things. International star. From South Africa. Allegedly 
shot his girlfriend in the middle of the night. Um, where he said that he woke up and he thought there was a burglar in his bathroom. So the bathroom door was closed, so he just unloaded with a giant gun into the bathroom. And then he killed his girlfriend. Mm. So he's on trial for murder. And one of the things... This has been going on for a while now. This uh, I think it's been going on for almost a month. But one of the big things that happened during this murder trial that's happening in South Africa was that he started crying and he actually threw up in the courtroom oh. when they were talking about the murder and uh, this big emotional scene and sobbing while he was talking about it. You know, it, it did kind of show some things showing, you know, that he's very upset about what's happening or what happened to his girlfriend, all these things. However, now it's being come out that he was actually taking acting lessons before he went to court. No shit, really? This is what is uh, being alleged. This is in the South African Sunday Times. Um, now, it's again, it's alleged. Uh, this is Jani Allen, a former columnist, excuse me, for the South African Sunday Times, claims her close friend, a famous South African actor, coached Pistorius for his appearance in the courtroom, which means uh, he was he was taught how to how to portray this uh, this whole mood, this whole thing oh. was uh, put on. My God, sociopath much? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, we're saying not alleged. He admits shooting her. That's right. He admits shooting her. Uh, but not but on saying, purpose. Yeah, but saying he thought it was somebody else. Yeah. But yeah, that uh, that this entire thing was something that he, uh, he had learned. Wow. So. That's just That's what awful. the latest story is. Yeah. Yeah, so crying and puking on command in order to garner more uh, sympathy. In has practice. received acting lessons. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Moving on to ball talk. Let's bounce around just a little bit here. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go Bouncing balls. Else. Bouncing balls. We'll do this. This comes back to the States, to San Francisco. Greg, people are asking really quick, uh, can uh, yeah. you vomit on command uh, as an actor? No, I don't know. I could if I stuck Blech. my finger down my throat. I've never been asked to vomit on command. So well, I guess maybe that's, that's holding you back. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's something that you need to work on to get a little more diverse. Dear Portlandia, I will vomit for you. <laughs> I'll be the vomity on command guy. I'll be guy. the vomit guy. Um, San Francisco. There is... A huge thing going on in San Francisco right now, including a petition on change.org to change something in the city. Here's what's happened. So you know what BART is? That is the uh, Bay Area Rapid Transit, I believe is what it's called. Yeah. Is that that the... That sounds about right. All right. Well, anyway, it's their um, rapid transit. uh, It's their... What do you call it? Not a max car. It's like their train system Mm. that... um, that carry that uh, San Francisco has, you know, for here in Portland, it would be our max. So Bart is getting a bunch of brand new cars for their for their transportation system, brand new um, ones, and they're very excited about it. And they ended up posting something along the lines, along the lines of it, letting people know, you know, hey, this is really cool. We have brand new cars. Mm. However, here's where the issue comes up: the seat colors of the cars inside of the cars are a neon yellow. And blue. Now, yellow and blue happen to be the exact colors of the Seattle Seahawks. Oh yeah, they, they have that they bright color the, now. That, yeah, yes, yeah, that neon yellowish color that they mm-hmm. have, and then and the blue color that matches with it, or darker, kind of a darker blue. It is Seattle Seahawks colors inside <laughs> of this. San Francisco does not like the San Francisco 49ers fans. Do not like the Seattle Seahawks. I can see why. It is a pretty big rivalry, and because of that. 
because they noticed this, they have started this petition uh, entitled, Please Refrain from Outsitting the Seats in Bart Cars in Neon Green and Blue, the Colors of the NFL's Seattle Seahawks. Okay, it's green. Excuse mm. me. But, yes, yeah, so this, this entire petition has been launched. Okay, green, green. My bad. Uh, green. Is that this entire petition has been launched in order to uh, get the get the seat colors changed. Wow. Because they don't want to ride in a BART car that has Seahawks colors in it. Oh, no. No way. I ain't no Seahawks <laughs> fan. I ain't riding in that car. I wonder if the designer is like a secret Seahawks fan. Uh, Maybe I don't know. it could be. I don't to... know. It's entirely possible. Or it could just be a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. um, well, there is this. The BART general manager is a woman by the name of Grace Krunikin. Her last job was director of the Seattle Department of Transportation. Oh. So, I don't know. That would be a rather uh, dangerous move of her just to pick a seat color that matches the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> and put it on the 49ers. But uh, she does have some Seattle ties. So, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. Finally, in ball talk, let's go to this. This is uh, back to these NBA playoffs, and it's something that I didn't realize was going on. In Houston. In Houston, you say? In Houston. Houston. The Houston Rockets have their own little rally song going on. Oh, so, God. Apparently, uh, Slim Thug and Bun B. I'm sorry. Excuse me, who? Slim Thug and Bun B. Bun B. Bun B. Bun B. I know who Bun B is, actually. Bun B. Big Pan Bun Spin and Oh, I know that song. Because we be Big Pan Bun. P-I-M-P. So... Slim Thug and Bun B apparently wrote a song for the Houston Rockets uh, a while ago called Three Kings. Well, the Houston Rockets actually got a hold of them this week and asked them to make a remix of it for this year's Houston Rockets team and the playoffs. So, Sarah, I'm going to go ahead and play this right now, and I want people all over the world to know this is what Houston fans are listening to as they prepare for the Houston Rockets to play the Trailblazers in Game 2. Put your H's up one time for the Houston Rock. When we show up, the whole city show love. Ripping for them rockets, we gon' leave with the dub. It's playout time, Houston, Texas, what's up? Throw the makers up a bun, be a slim thug. When we show up, the whole city show love. Ripping for them rockets, we gon' leave with the dub. It's playout time, Houston, Texas, what's up? Throw the makers up a bun, be a slim thug. What is happening? Okay, I'm just going to pause it for a second. Of note, he did rhyme up with love, dub, and then up again. If you love them, you gon' smile. If you hate them, you gon' frown. Them rockets stand tall, bout the ball, won't foul. This shit, we won't style. We about to win it all. Oh my god. them cowards try to have the Howard. Cause they know one on one, they gon' get devoured. Tower like a tower, now you missing with the best. Howard and devoured, that was That was good. Teleports on the drop, Garcia hit his threes. Coach McHale making sure we get the victory. We show up, the whole city show love. Reppin' for them rockets, we gon' leave with the dub. This play out time, Houston, Texas, what's up? Throw the makers up a bunch. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> oh, he also rhymed thug in there too. Thug, love, dub, up. 
All rhymed in the same thing. He's quite the poet. Slim Thug and Bun B. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Three Kings. Houston Rockets remix. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Wow. That one wasn't so bad. There's worse ones out there. It still was not good. Yeah. I'm not going to put that into a good category. When I was watching James Harden last night, all I could uh, think is that goddamn fan song that you always play. Hello, I am Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Hello, I am James <laughs> Harden. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's a classic song. That's a good one. Now, that's, that's one, if I, were, uh, if I were a Houston Rockets fan, that is the song that I would be, I would be looking for. Yeah. Well, I want to listen to that one again. So okay. When we keep playing, we should play that again. All right. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, Greg, I have an update. Now, I don't know if you recall me talking about this a couple weeks ago. Do you remember the phantom pooper who's pooping on slides? Yes, yes. in Michigan. In Michigan. Good job. Uh, it was, what was the name of the town again? Uh, Ipsy, Ipsilanti. Ipsilanti. Or Ypsilanti. I think it was Ypsilanti. 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 Yes. Well, now... Okay, so first of all, let me just tell you, they have not caught the mystery pooper yet. Oh, he he's is still, still on the loose? He is still on the loose. He is still pooping up a storm oh, in Ypsilanti, boy. Michigan. Okay. So now the people are taking it into their own hands. And billboards have gone up around town to try and catch... The Ypsilanti pooper. Yes, billboards <laughs> in Michigan. Invest, investing money in billboards. Yes. Uh, billboards <laughs> in Michigan have been erected asking citizens to help catch the person who's been defecating on playground equipment in Ypsilanti for the last six months. Now, is it the same park? I don't remember. Is it different parks? It's the same he, park. Okay, so it's the same park where this poop keeps showing up, yet no one's seen anything. And nobody, they want to pay for billboards. But nobody just wants to sit there and like watch they could the park just sit for a night and, and watch or the put park. a camera up or yeah. something. Okay. No, but what they'll do is they'll pay for billboards. Okay. So, uh, so Adams Outdoor and Advertising there in Michigan installed a digital billboard along I ninety four, which apparently is the big roadway there, uh, with rotating messages such as "Help us flush out the pooper." <laughs> <laughs> also, do your civic duty. Report the pooper. And also, one of the other ones says, "Help us catch the poopa trader." Oh wow! So they just they want him to they want him to slip up. Yeah. And like uh, they want to let him know that that they're on to they're, it. They're out there. Yeah. So if somebody has any information, you know, now he's probably worried about his friends. If any yeah. of his friends know, like if they know they that he's the, he's the mystery yeah. pooper. Yeah. So is there a reward to turn in the pooper? It doesn't say. It just says uh, it's just the messages help us flush out the pooper. Do your civic duty. Report the pooper. And help us catch the poopa trader. Oh, they got to throw in a, if they throw in a reward, I'll start throwing people under the bus. I'll I'll lay claims that I know who the pooper is. <gasps> you should start a Twitter account called like the Park Pooper. I bet there is one already. There has to be. If there's not, though, I will start one. Yeah, if there's not, you have to. So uh, yeah, of course. So this has been happening for the past six months, and this is uh, so the pooper is mostly hitting the slides at Prospect Park in Ypsilanti. <laughs> He likes to poop on the slides there. 
Oh, this is awesome. You know what the problem is? There's probably multiple poopers yeah, at this I know. point. There's copycat poopers. <laughs> you know, and that's the worst kind. You think they're copycat? There's copycat poopers. <laughs> um, and uh, highly intelligent city council member Pete Murdoch said in a statement, no one wants to play in other people's feces. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Pete. Way to go, Pete Way Murdoch. Way to sum that up, I Pete. I am really glad, Pete, that Thanks. we have you to be the talking, Thanks, the talking point buddy. there. <laughs> Pete sounds like one of those guys who, who you're hanging out with that just doesn't, like, Pete states doesn't very get obvious things that yeah. you assume every, like, if you're watching a television show or, like, a, or a commercial. Mm. And something ridiculous happens, and he's the guy who has to feel like he has to explain it to everyone. Did you guys see that? That guy was laughing, but he was driving on the wrong side of the road. Like, yes, I understand that. That was part of the part of the commercial. He was driving on the wrong side of the road. I, we all we all saw it. We all saw the commercial at the same time. But yet, you think I didn't? You need to I know up. Pete Murdoch. I can just picture him saying it. Well, no, no one wants to play in other people's feces. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Oh, Thanks Pete. for summing that up, Pete. Pete, what would we none do of us. You? We didn't know until you said. We Pete, didn't know if it was. Okay. I wasn't aware if I wanted to play in other people's feces or not. I am glad you cleared that up for me. Yes, Pete, Pete the voice of the people. So I was thinking maybe it was a good thing, but he, no. He's but Pete, the voice of reason. The voice of reason, right there. And like, that's actually, and it's not actually true, mind you. I mean, look at this. Pete Murdoch can't just say for everybody in the entire world that nobody wants to play with other people's feces. Yeah. I bet there are, there are a significant amount of people that probably like to play with other people's feces. Mm. Oh, there probably are. There's a, here's another There's example. probably someone listening to our show right now playing with feces. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible. We don't know what I, everyone's doing. possible. <laughs> yes, and now whoever it was, they're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, we have a camera in your room, buddy. Yeah, the we jig know is what up. you're doing. <laughs> here's, the, here's another thing Pete would do. Pete would like be one of those guys where you're watching the movie Big, and like, and when they switch and Tom Hanks, you know, who's actually the kid, is running around acting ridiculous. He's like, do you, do you see that? I mean, he looks like an adult, but he, it's a kid inside of him. He's a kid. And that's why he's acting weird. You, know, you don't see adults act like that. Like, yes, thanks, Pete. Yes, I understand the premise of the movie. I, I'm glad you. I'm oh, glad you stated over that. Explainer. I'm glad you explained that because I wasn't going to be able to pick up on the finer intricacies of big. Pete seems like the kind of guy that if he uh, if he like finds a new like fad diet, he really sticks to it and wants to talk to you about it all the time. Oh, and explain like these is. chips, man. I don't know if you've seen these trade these chips, but I mean they're sodium, they're gluten free. Man, I just like these chips and anything. I, I really want to put these. Chi- they they make everything taste better, man. These chips. And he just talks about the chips like the entire time at the yeah, Super Bowl party. Really, really fascinated with the chips, mm-hmm. and then then like uh, that keeps telling you what's in them, <laughs> what's in them over and over, the exact ingredients. Keelan just noted it. Pete, Pete is the guy who repeats the joke and laughs in the theater. <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally that's Pete. Pete. That's Pete. <laughs> yeah, looks at you right after you hear the joke, <laughs> says it, oh, and God. then laughs. Those the repeating the joke yeah. people. Oh man! You know, I was I was watching. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> what movie it was. It was recent. Um, I apologize. Maybe maybe it was Thor. One of the Thor mo- or one of the Avengers movies. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And uh, there was a guy in the back of the theater that every time something would happen, like not every time, but I would say once every five minutes. They'd have like a big joke line in the movie, and he would do exactly that. Like, repeat it out loud and then just ha 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 ha. And or explain what just happened, you know, to his buddy next oh, to him. That's a Pete. That's a Pete. That That's is what Pete totally does. a Pete. Yeah, I didn't know if the guy was ret- was mentally challenged. Okay. I don't know what the proper word is to use. 
Well, retarded is clinical, but then people don't like the word retarded. So I guess say yep. mentally challenged. Okay, mentally challenged. But that seems meaner, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. Well, the guy the guy was yelling out the joke there and was repeating something... it. Which the thing is, if he was mentally challenged, okay, no worries. Actually, it was just kind of funny at that point. If he was just a jackass who was drunk, like repeating the jokes, then I'm going to be pissed. It's, that's the borderline. That's the difference between it. So if, if, you're, mentally if you're mentally challenged, you I'm can not yell gonna, in the theater. I'm not going to be mad at him. Okay. But if he's a drunk asshole, then I'm going to be mad at him. Wait, but why is the drunk guy then an asshole? Because he should know better. <laughs> oh, Pete. I just want to come up with a whole list of things that Pete wants to talk about. Oh, Pete, yeah. <laughs> Pete Murdoch. All right, next up. This seems like a terrible idea. But I'm not saying that you will want to try it and I will want to try it too. Okay. Coming soon to a liquor store near you is a product called Palcohol. Now, Palcohol is a product that is rec- has recently been approved for consumption by the federal government. And what it is, is powdered alcohol that you can sprinkle on anything or in anything. What, like a topping? Powdered alcohol. So it's called Palcohol. It's used by adding water to a powder packet. And then you can put that onto whatever you'd like. You can blend it in with food. You can br- like put it into whatever drink that you want and make it an alcoholic drink. Huh. That seems like this is going to... That seems dangerous. And poorly. Palcohol. Yeah, it's palcohol. Okay. So apparently on their statement it says... Uh, uh, why do you want to pay you know, 10 15 $20 for a mixed drink at a concert or sporting event? Take palcohol into the venue and enjoy a mixed drink for a fraction of the cost. Well, that's a good point. Oh, God. Kids are going to be fucking snorting that shit, and there's going to be all kinds of alcohol over- overdoses. It's going to be bad. going to be bad. This isn't good for anyone, the fact that they're going to have powdered alcohol. Powdered that, alcohol. That will not be good. The one thing I can say that would be good for is uh, camping. That'd be awesome. Well, yes, every you think everything's. Oh yeah, that's going to be great with you guys throwing rocks and snorting alcohol and just. Getting- I'm not. Nobody's snorting <laughs> alcohol. That's not what I was implying. Until you think it's hilarious and someone's like, "Hey, let's snort a shot." <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a bet, um, but no, the alcohol. No, but take it in backpacking. That's what I was implying. Mm. Responsible drinking beverage. Sure. <laughs> so now, yes, yeah, so they're saying you can mix it with a drink, but you can also like sprinkle it on food, <laughs> which would be so, it just seems wrong. That does seem wrong. You're totally going to try it, aren't you? Of course. Well, yeah. So when is it for sale? Uh, let's see. I think they have a website that you can buy because it just got approved. The government approved it. So it's been approved for consumption by the federal government, which I don't understand at all. They take away mini thins. I'm still mad about that, but they don't. But they let you drink, you know, consume what, powdered alcohol. What are mini thins? Oh, mini thins. Is it like the wheat thins, the <sighs> mini wheat you thins? You should hear Rick and I talk about mini thins. It's just like a like a long lost love. No, mini thins are these, like, basically crack pills. I wouldn't have graduated college without them, quite honestly. They'd keep you awake so you could study. Like, they had, I think they were speed. They were, like, honest to God, full of speed. Wow. Yeah, and they sold them over the counter, and they were super cheap. And so I would just, yeah, Rick used to buy them too. And we've talked for like <laughs> like junkies about mini thins for like 20 minutes before. Huh. Yeah. But they get rid of mini thins, the most wonderful thing in the world, and then they and they can have powdered alcohol. 
I don't get this. I'm sorry, I don't know. Uh, if someone you, someone would like to send us some alcohol, you can send that to us at 4110 Southeast Hawthorne Boulevard, Suite 207, Portland, Oregon, 97214. All right, Greg, and finally I want to tell you this because I saw this and I knew that you'd be so excited about it. Greg! Greg! Yes. Greg! Yes. Greg! That's me. The Loch Ness Monster has been spotted. Oh! Greg! Yes, indeed! A group of Loch Ness Monster enthusiasts, which of course is the most reliable group. If you're an enthusiast of something, that's always they know the best. The most reliable, just like ancient alien astronaut theorists. Mm-hmm. Yes, a group of Loch Ness monster enthusiasts say that they have indeed sighted the legendary, legendary Scottish beast via satellite images. Ooh, Greg, they found the Loch Ness monster. So the creature, which reportedly is seen periodically in Scotland's Loch Ness, was spotted this time by members of the official Loch Ness monster fan club. <laughs> Which well, they're course, objective. They're totally objective. A bunch of grown men. <laughs> right, Lock. I want to find a picture. I would never admit that I would be a member of the Loch Ness Monster Fan Club. Are you a member of the Loch Ness Monster Fan Club? Um, that picture of uh, what I posted when I was the weirdo for Halloween. Around then, I was also reading a lot of books about the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot and mythical and aliens. Of course. I've read a lot about the Loch Ness. Alright, I just posted a picture of the of the picture of it in the chat. Oh yeah, that's clearly that's, that's a, clearly it. That's but, a monster. Of course it is. Yep. So again, uh so the creature which was uh, reportedly seen periodically in Scotland's Loch Ness was spotted this time by members of the official Loch Ness Monsters fan club. Uh, they've been puzzling over the dubious image for the past six months. They've been pondering, they've been pondering and pondering and pondering some more. Yes, excited. I like well, the- I don't see any other logical explanation. For this it. uh this person clearly does not like these like they think they're dingbats like Leslie's like excitable spotters. <laughs> <laughs> excitable Nessie spotters. Say the low resolution image uh, can't be anything, cannot be anything other than Nessie, which looks to have large flippers and a long ghostly white silhouette. I'll post this picture on our website too if you want to take a look at it. Uh, so Gary Campbell President of the official Loch Ness Monster Fan Club said, "Oh, Ooh, that's, a, that's a Loch Ness, that's a Nessie. We've been, we've been looking for a long time trying to find uh, exactly what she looks like. It looks like a boat wake, but there's no boat. It's clearly Nessie. You can see some boats moored at the shore, but there isn't one there. So he's very excited. <laughs> so Gary Campbell, again, president of the official Loch Ness Monster Fan Club. Gary Campbell. Gary Campbell. Totally I ABC am the uh, president of the Loch Ness Monster Fan Club, and uh, <laughs> I have declared that this is clearly not a boat wake. <laughs> this is not a boat wake. This is this obviously... Is, this is Madame Nessie. A picture of the <laughs> prehistoric <laughs> beast herself. We do believe it to be a she. Act accordingly. Yes. Um, so Gary Campbell told ABC News that his group, that he's the president of, the official Loch Ness Monster fan club, uh, submitted the image to the Scottish Canals, the government agency with, which uh, manages the country's inland waterways. The agency could not identify it either. Oh! The agency said that it wasn't a boat, but they didn't know what the image was. Campbell continued to talk like a crazy person to ABC News. Nobody's been able to explain what it is. It's pretty large, so it's not a seal or an otter. It's also not a whale or basking shark, as some people claim, because it wouldn't go into fresh water. Stupid. Now, skeptics, otherwise known as assholes, (laughs) have been quick to point out that it looks an awful lot like a boat wake. 
However, Gary Campbell says it's not a boat wake. <laughs> because that, there's no is that boat. How he said it. <laughs> it's not boat wake. It's not boat wake. There's no boat. The boat is missing. <laughs> so there you go, Greg. Nessie is alive and well. I want to hang out with Gary. <laughs> I want to meet up. I want to have. A, I, I want to hang out with Gary with, and Pete. I want to go have a beer with Gary. Oh God, Gary and Pete. A Gary and Pete conversation. Oh Jesus. wow, because Pete seems more logical. Oh Pete, Whereas... would over explain it. Oh my God. Imagine Pete just explaining that picture. Well, see, there's a picture right there, and that's of uh, Loch Ness, and that's uh, like a lake. It's like a lake in Scotland. That's what Loch. That's like a lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, that picture. It's from a satellite. So the satellite took the picture, and then you can see there's like an image on there. But uh, you know, it, it could be a boat wake. But that's what they don't know. That's what the that's what the thing is. They don't mm-hmm. know. So in the lake, which is a lock, you know, in in Scot- Scotland they call it a lock, you know. In in but we'll we'll say it, 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 so. It's a lake. That's Pete. It's Ness. And uh, what what you have there is you know there's the image on the on the screen. And um, you know, and you don't know what that is, and that's that's where the controversy is, you know, about the picture from from the lake, which is the lock in Scotland. <laughs> Cammy just posted a picture in the chat. It looks like for some reason there's no boat in the Apple Maps picture, but then there's a boat in the <laughs> in the Google Maps. <laughs> Did somebody one. somebody spoof them and like? Oh, I don't funny. know. Maybe it's an invisible boat. I think that people should be more concerned about an invisible boat on Loch Ness. <laughs> this is the more pressing issue. This is a more pressing issue. <laughs> I mean, there you go. That is your world crazy. It does does kind of look like a <laughs> boat was photoshopped out of it. <laughs> the more, as I'm looking at it more logically, it, it does, might not be the Loch Ness Monster. I'm pretty sure that's the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> this is what they got all worked up with, and they spent months looking at this picture? They spent six months six staring months. at it before Gary Campbell felt comfortable enough to go to come forward to ABC News and them. It's not a boat. Six months. <laughs> it's not a boat. <laughs> God damn it. Why does everyone say it's a boat? It's, it's not, not a goddamn boat. boat. <laughs> That is a oh. long time to stare at that picture. Dude, long time to be right. Well, Gary Campbell does not mess around. <laughs> Gary Campbell wanted to be sure. Gary Campbell does not fuck around when it comes <laughs> to the Loch Ness Monster. It is not, <laughs> it's not a boat. <laughs> it's not a boat. <laughs> Gary would probably try to kick your ass. He'd probably bitch slap you a little if you suggested it was a boat. I want to find out whatever bar Gary is hanging out there in Scotland <laughs> just open the door, it's a boat! And then run away. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? Who said? <laughs> He's sloshing his beer around. <laughs> Who, Who said it was a boat? It's not a boat! <laughs> it's not a boat! <laughs> Pay some respect! <laughs> Gary gets really worked up. <laughs> Alright, send us an email, funablowitradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Huge thank you to Bike Gallery. And, uh, of course, Sarah and I will be riding our bikes. We'll post some pictures of those as well. So a lot of pictures so uh, many from pictures. today's show will be up there under episode... What are we on right now? 1,000... 89. 1089, episode mm-hmm. 1089, where you can see the pictures... I'm just guessing, I hope ...from so. today's <laughs> show. But wait a minute. I don't... I know afterward. God damn it, Greg. 
Is that because you're using your lady computer, which calculates things differently? Oh, I'm going to murder you. Yep, it's 1089. <laughs> 1089. Yeah. 1089 <laughs> is the episode and where you can find all of those pictures. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in wherever yes. you listen. You guys are fantastic. We greatly appreciate it. Of course, you can uh, find us on iTunes and leave a review. Why don't you? Oh, there and say, hey, these chaps are A-OK. You can type that or something of your own, mm-hmm. whatever you want to type in there. Yes, I really liked your... Your typing fingers. Oh, I, whenever I act about ty- yeah, whenever I talk about typing, I put my fingers mm-hmm. out. Type, 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 type. Blah 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 blah. That can be the review too. Uh, iTunes, where you can find Fun Employment Radio. Um, also, let me just say, it wouldn't just be an invisible boat because then the people would have to be invisible too. So it have to be invisible people on an invisible boat. It's not a boat. It's not a boat. See what it is? The picture from a. Uh, of uh, of Loch Ness, which is a lake. In Scotland, they call them a loch, but it's it's a lake. Oh, what we would God. call it here. There's a picture. Now, people don't know what the picture is. That's where the controversy is. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Tom Hanks wouldn't act like that, but normally. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>